episode 336 of Global from Asia, talking about drop shipping and the story of building an empire with Nick Peroni. It's a good one. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to watch or listen to this. Seems like listening is still more popular, but we have this video here. If, if you're watching the video version, you'll see a, a Chinese kid drawing behind me with Chinese characters and it, my daughter, I don't know, I made that or painted that or glued it together. And it means child life, basically like small life. Um, and uh, I feel like we're all kind of going back to the basics in life, you know, like 2020 is almost over. Can't wait. <laughs> what a year. Uh, honestly, looking forward to getting to the next one. Hope, think positive. But, uh, you know, I think we all went through quite a lot. So we should be proud of uh, surviving 2020. You know, there's, uh, there's memes and stuff around there of like before... 2020 and after, you know, we've, we've all probably been through a lot in our life and our businesses. I do hope everybody's doing fine. So today we're talking about drop shipping. You know, I know sometimes I guess a little bit of a negative name with a lot of these Facebook ads you get from people saying make millions on, on drop shipping and, you know, drop shippings. But this is an amazing topic and amazing guest, Nick Peroni. I've had a pleasure to see him. He's spoken at many events I've been to and he is a you know, really an expert. He practices what he preaches. He does amazing seminars and he's also doing it himself. And he has a great community for e-commerce people, dropshippers and using Facebook ads. So it's really an amazing treat for all of you. So I do hope you enjoy. And he gives some amazing value. We did this also live streaming. We had some great guests uh, or, you know, members in our GFA VIP community engaging with him afterwards. So that wasn't in this session, unfortunately, but this is an amazing one where you get to really hear some insights of his story and tips and tricks. And I know a lot of people always wonder, how do I get started? Where do I go from? We talk about that a lot in this interview. And then after, I'll give a little bit of insight on my first dropship e-commerce business uh, and some of the pros and cons that I went through myself, uh, just a little bit in the outro. All right, let's tune in. Take it away, Nick. So I'm starting a new Amazon business, not yet ready to say publicly, but one thing I'm doing is I'm applying for mercury.com. It's an online e-commerce friendly USA banking solution. And I'm using that to apply for my Seller Central right now. And it's a, it got virtual debit cards, physical debit cards. They're an official partner at GFA Partner Program. And we actually have a bonus for you, cash bonus. And it's totally free to apply. If you use our special link and uh, apply, you'll get a cash bonus as well as us. So it's a win-win and I am using it myself. Check them out. If you want to go to globalformasia.com slash mercury, you'll see a special tutorial I made as well as that link for that cash bonus as of at least 2020. I'll try my best to keep that going for as long as I can, but I'm confident to recommend them and check them out. They support the show. I'm assuming this is streaming. Thanks, Michael for Angelica for your help. Uh, this is one, I think we're at, what is it, our fourth live stream now, third or fourth, and uh, still still adjusting to these, <laughs> but I think they're, they're fun, they're, um, they're ways for us to uh, engage more with the community and uh, make things happen, so, all right, let's see, what... 
We're waiting for Nick. Oh, Nick's here. Okay, great. Thanks, thanks for coming on today. Cool. Happy to be here. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone's doing well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. You're uh, staying busy as always, you know, and uh, it's it's great to uh, finally have you on the show. It's and even even talk to you since uh, we met last time in uh, in Manila. <laughs> so that was felt like a year, years ago, but uh, it's been uh, only a few months, really. Right? Was that March? March, right? Or maybe yeah. February? It seems like so long ago now. I know that was right before you were leaving back for China. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and now you're in Cebu, right? Down in Cebu now. Mm -hmm. In Cebu, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, let's just let, let's just dive right in. Okay, so this is Nick Peroni, the founder of Ecom Empires. I've gotten to know you in uh, over the years from your you're doing amazing speaking around the world about e-commerce and building online businesses and and contributing a lot of value to the the online e-commerce community. So. It's really a pleasure to have you on Global From Asia podcast today. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate the intro and uh, looking forward to talking with you. Sure, sure. So I guess let's let's go from the beginning. You know, today we're going to be, there's so much we can talk about, of course. I mean, you, you have amazing knowledge and experience, you know, both doing your own e-commerce businesses, being an advisor and training and, and doing these uh, amazing things you do. So there's so much we could talk about, but I thought today would be kind of a cool little discussion about the story, you know, getting into e-commerce and uh, also maybe even talk about what you think the future is, you know, in a post, in a post COVID in a new world. So I think, you know, maybe some people are curious, how did you, how did you get into the game? how did you get into the, uh, the e-com world? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I got started years ago, actually. I've been doing this for four years now when it comes to um, selling e-commerce online, primarily drop shipping. Um, but I got started, you know, basically, basically like anybody gets started, I guess. Um, I was living in Philadelphia and I was already working on a business, um, but it was a photo booth business, actually. And I was building it with a business partner. Wow. That was my first uh my first business that I had started and it was it was going really well um we actually over three years we built that into a million dollar company it was the first thing that allowed me to leave the nine to five life um but it was okay. very stressful right it wasn't it wasn't giving me the freedom I wanted and then it was right around the beginning of 2016 that I heard about this drop shipping trend that was starting people were finding products on AliExpress setting up stores on Shopify uh and using Facebook ads and I I was addicted immediately as soon as I saw this. I was like, wow, this is crazy. People are making thousands of dollars a month without having to talk to anybody or deal with angry clients or anything. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much the start for me. Beginning of 2016, I jumped in, started my first store, um, and things went really well. And then it was later that year that I started Ecom Empires because after I had this success and I got this freedom that I wanted that, you know, I started traveling and, and doing things. And I was like, I need to share this with other people. Um, so I started Ecom Empires where I, I created videos to show people what I was doing for free. Uh, and the rest is history. Four years later now, Ecom Empires is 94,000 people. I've been around the world to like 20 different countries speaking at events. And I love it. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing business model. Uh, just feel grateful, you know, the time we live in to be able to, to do this and have these kinds of opportunities. 
Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's really, really amazing. So, yeah, I mean, if I followed your journey, you know, and, and you know, so then you're in Philippines now, right? And we, uh, mm-hmm. I'm in China, like we said earlier, but I have, I also have a really good, um, you know, heart, close heart with Philippines and friends and team members. And uh, maybe, you know, how did, how did that, how did that happen? How did you get down to the Philippines? Well, I did an event here in 2018. I was invited to, uh, we put a mastermind together here. And when that event was done, um, I met a girl here. So, you know, how that story goes. Uh-huh. I kept coming back. I kept coming back here, uh, started dating, and eventually just settled down here. I've been here now for about uh, two years, I guess, um, living here. And now I live in Cebu, um, living at a, a home here in Cebu. And I like it. I like the lifestyle here. Um, and I like Southeast Asia in general. But yeah, Philippines is a, is a cool place. I haven't been able to travel as much because of the COVID restrictions, but um, yeah. you know, I, still, I still, enjoy, <laughs> still enjoy living yeah. here. Yeah, this COVID stuff, but I, I feel you, man. I mean, uh, yeah, Southeast Asia and, you know, Philippines got a great, great vibe, you know, really, really, uh, you know, Filipinos are very kind people, right? I mean, they're, they're very, um, you know, mm, trying to find the right word, but they're very caring they have, they have heart, you know, I think they put their heart into what mm-hmm. they do usually, you know, and uh, it's, it's great that you're helping, you know, we also met at some sessions at, where you've done some training and uh, it's great to, to help develop the, the Philippine community for, for getting more people selling online. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think niche, niche selection, niche or niche selection is always I don't know about you, but I think that's a common question I always get. You know, how do you find the right product niche? It seems like the top uh, top question. So I, I don't know what's your common answer for for somebody asking, how do I know what niche to go into, what product? I think there's really two different ways to look at it. Um, for somebody who's just getting started, because you know, right now e-commerce is an amazing opportunity. Uh, the silver lining to entrepreneurs getting started up from COVID is that online shopping is booming right now. Like it's it's unprecedented how much opportunity there is. Um, and so if you're new and you're getting started, you know, the the challenge is like one, what niche, but also what kind of store do I start? Like how do I really approach this selling products? And if you're going to use a strategy where you're selling through social media with something like Facebook ads, then it's it's different than say if you're starting an Amazon store or something using Google traffic where there's search intent, right? So you could really look at it two ways. If you're if you're starting on a platform where there's search intent, then you want to look at search volumes, right? You want to find some kind of tool so you can see search volumes to get an idea based on research. What what are people looking for? Where's the opportunity here? Um, but if you're doing what I do and you want to sell using social ads, then it's really it's really an impulse thing, right? You're, you're appealing to people's emotions, whatever it is you're selling. Um, and I, I usually recommend now what works really well is starting with one product. Instead of just starting with an entire niche, if you know your niche and you know what you want to do, that's fantastic. But um, 
if you're going into drop shipping, it's a lot easier to just find one really good product, one product that solves a problem or one product that improves the convenience of somebody's life um, and building a store, just a one product store around that. And later you can expand the product line into the niche if you want to. But um, this is this is actually I, I didn't always do it this way. But as of this year, one product stores have been crushing it for me um, and people might be surprised, but you can build a million dollar store selling just one product and it does really well you could expand that right you could start to expand the product line find related items turn it into a niche category store um, but i think it's easier to just start out finding one proven really good product that solves some sort of pain point or problem for people and then build from there yeah no i love that i love that because i think it's, it's kind of true i mean you know, a lot of times back in the day, people would just import tons of products with a plugin, you know, from AliExpress and just have these huge stores right off the bat with like scrape pro scraping pictures. But uh, I think those days, those days are uh, are gone, maybe. And uh, I like the idea of a one product website. You can do so much, right? You know, just could be a simple, simple landing page, you know, maybe a uh, an opt in a landing page, you know, a course sales page, you know, and you, you don't have to, it's not, it could be like a very long page, right? Talking about the product, the story, you know, it's not just like a quick, quick sale. Mm -hmm. I think, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can find, you know, you, you can find, uh, basically find, and I know, I know you come from an Amazon background, so this is a little yeah, bit different a little than, Amazon. than, yeah. than what Amazon sellers would do, but like for, for the strategy that I've been using, just to explain it to everybody, you can find products that are high perceived value, right? So maybe it only costs you $10 to source this item, but it's something that, uh, like, let me, let me think of an example. Um, say, say a beauty product, right? Maybe it's only $10 to source it, but you can sell it for $49.95. And so you have a good margin there. Um, and you can, you know, there's a great, there's a great store out there. Um, some people might know it's called Boom by Cindy Joseph. Uh, it was started yeah. by Ezra Firestone. He's super yeah. famous in the e-com world. Um, so anyway, like his story is he started with one product, that one original skincare product for women that are ages 45 and older, and then later expanded the product line to new things. So that now they have a completely niche store. Um, but yeah, you can just start out with a simple store, you know, like a long form sales page type of, uh, type of pit store. And then you have one product that has a higher perceived value so that you have a, you know, a decent average order value, and then you can scale from there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I'm afraid to ask, but what do you think of the whole, where, where, where are you sourcing still China, you know, Thailand, US, uh, Philippines, or, or, or does it matter where your supply is from? Uh, I, I know some people do AliExpress, you know, so China are still okay, cool. And it's yeah, going okay. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend AliExpress. AliExpress is a great place to find ideas. So is Amazon, but I wouldn't recommend sourcing from AliExpress um, because it's just unreliable, you know, who you're gonna get on the yeah. supplier. But, um, but as you know, you can hook up with you can hook up with private suppliers in China just by doing your research, just by networking, and True. they'll be able to, you know, get the item for you, source it for you in small bulk quantities. They can do a quality check. They can get you custom packaging. They can ship it out faster for you. So um, that's right, what I'm right. using. I have a I have a supplier in China. 
Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm happy. I was afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, AliExpress is, I don't know, I feel like it's dangerous. Like, I've done some AliExpress sites, uh, and uh, they work for a while, but then suddenly the supplier is out of stock, you know, or, or doesn't respond. I don't know. I mean, it's a little risky sometimes. So I think it's another point to do less product quantity, right? Like quality. So you're in building, a, having a better relationship with your supplier, whether, I mean, anywhere really, but China or anywhere. So I think like just to kind of summarize your advice, like have a like a solid connection with that supplier and then... Uh, yeah, you can still even take some stock. Like you said, maybe take a small quantity. They go to like a marketplace. Um, there's tons of markets in China. So they might be near like Yiwu or Huachanbei or uh, maybe some Guangzhou markets maybe. And then they're they're like a sourcing agent. They can help you. Um, yeah, like you said, check the product, ship the product. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good advice. I like, I like that. Um, any insights where you think someone could find that? now online or you know i guess still go to aliexpress or alibaba or or maybe global sources something like that yeah you could go to alibaba for sure um and and start a conversation there i mean that can work and and there are also there are also i guess companies that are now like they do this to work with drop shippers um and basically be that middleman between you know like uh, one big one is called cj drop shipping um, there's another one that I personally use, which I don't mind sharing. They're called Yakio Five, okay. uh, and, and they they have no minimum order quantity, right? So you can still test a product with them. They'll source it for you, and it's going to be longer shipping times because you're not carrying inventory. But once you see that that product sells, you can ask them to bring stock into their warehouse like say you just get a hundred orders at a time and they bring the stock into the warehouse that way you can get much faster shipping time because it's 24 hour turnaround on the shipment great sorry and maybe i maybe i missed it cut maybe when you said uh, supplier or at least i didn't hear it clearly oh yeah yeah there's there's several of them um but the two i mentioned are cj drop shipping and yakiofi um are two are two that i use that people can look up if they want. Okay. Okay, great. Thanks for sharing that, Nick. It is really helpful. Okay, let's move forward. So yeah, like you said, so so your your specialty, I've seen some of your some of your uh, presentations is Facebook ads with you know and for e-commerce sellers with usually drop shipping. So you have this margin like you're talking about like a fashion and beauty product, ten dollars product cost, forty nine, you know, fifty dollar retail price. So then you have that forty dollar margin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what do you think somebody should look at for margins? You know, it, it, there's always that race to the bottom, right? I mean, what, what kind of numbers should somebody put on there? Like their, uh, ad, ad budgets and, you know, spending or what's a good, good campaign versus a bad campaign. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. One of the reasons that margin is so important is because a lot of people, don't understand like when you're when you're marketing on facebook and you're using paid advertising a good cost per purchase like what you're spending to acquire a customer is going to be in the range of 20 to 25 dollars right at at any sort of scale like if you're getting customers for 20 to 25 dollars then then that's good but obviously in order to do that you need to be able to have a margin of more than that to be profitable, right? So that's why you generally wanna have products that you're selling that are high perceived value. So you can have at least a $35 margin on the product, which is what I like to see. Um, 
but when it comes to running the campaigns, yeah, you know, you actually don't need a lot. People are always surprised by this. I make videos about this all the time from showing like how I do it. Um, you can start with $5, $5 ad sets, right? Like when you're, you're creating audience by audience, you can do $5 ad sets. Um, uh, was that my, my side? <laughs> China and Philippines internet combined is a little tricky. Do you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Um, it looks like it's kind of refreshing, but I, um, but yeah, so I was just saying that uh, $5 ad sets work to start. You know, the big thing with Facebook is it's not when you're in a testing phase, right? You're just trying to prove a concept, see if something works with your ad. It's more important to test a lot of audiences than it is to spend a lot of money on just one audience. Right. Like you can test your audiences at five dollars a day, but it's more important to be testing at least 10 to 20 audiences at five dollars a day, as opposed to say, I'm just going to test five audiences at twenty dollars a day. Right. That's what I've found is really, um, really works well. And not just for me, for for, you know, everybody that I've shown that tests this way as well. OK. Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is the most valuable part, right? Like finding your product market fit, finding your, you know, defining the right ad campaigns. You know, the beginning is everything in life or in business is always, you know, that takes the most patience and the most tweaking and time, right? Um, I guess the next follow up of that is, you know, what is uh, how how to know when you're how much time do you give it or how long do you you know how do you know what's working what's not working or you know how long do you run this for usually yeah so my testing stage is um you know because that that's part of the game right even if you're building a one product store and you're doing your research you're not always going to hit um everything 100% of the time so uh my testing stage is taking about 10 to 20 audiences usually 20 audiences and setting them all up at five dollars a day and then letting them run for three to five days it really depends on your your kpis right because you have certain numbers you want to be looking at um like you want to you want to know first of all what your margin is because your margin is your target acquisition cost right so if you have a 30 dollars margin on the product and you're running at five dollars a day then the most i'm going to test these audiences is up to six days because if they don't have a purchase by the time they hit the target acquisition cost, I'm going to turn it off. So you're you're just kind of testing from a, I would say a, probably a three to seven day period, depending on what your margin on the product is, um, and you're turning off different ad sets or different audiences as you see they aren't performing. Got it. No, this is really valuable. Thanks, Nick, for sharing with us today these insights. Um, are you like so then? I remember it was a conversation, maybe even one of your sessions. There's a niche and there's a product, right? So I think if I, I remember hearing this somewhere, but maybe you could try multiple products in the same niche until you maybe you have the maybe you pick a niche, but then you choose a product that doesn't work. You go to another product in that same niche. So then hopefully you can kind of leverage some of your work, you know, because to start from scratch with a new site or a new, co you know, new everything, maybe you could use the same, you know, are you rotating products maybe and staying in the same like site or the same, uh, you know, kind of target market. Is that, is that something yeah. you would do? For me, the niche depends on, on the, the, so I like a couple categories that are, I think are always good categories. Um, right now in Q4, so everybody knows, well, maybe not everybody, um, but you know, Q4 is a special kind of 
trend in and of itself because it's very geared towards holiday gift items. Um, and also, of course, winter being part of Q4, it brings a whole trend of apparel that always does well uh, this time of year. So, so that's not really a niche, but when it comes to Q4, you know, those types of products, if you can find uh, products that are be good gift ideas or products that are good for winter as some sort of apparel or something that's needed. You know, I, I really like home and garden as a niche as well. Um, yeah. There's always there's always lots of product ideas all year round. And you just want to look at the time of year it is the season of the year for, you know, whatever country you're selling in. Um, because this this is a worldwide opportunity, by the way. I've built stores that sell in different languages, right? So you don't have to sell in just the United States. You could be selling in your own country, wherever you want to go. As long as you can ship products there, then then you're fine. Um, but anyway, so like in the U.S. coming up in March, we know it's going to be springtime. There's so many products that are good in the home and garden niche when springtime comes around, right? Um, and right now, one of the products I have that's doing really well is apparel. I mean, apparel is always going to be one of the biggest categories. The thing is, can you find something unique, right? Can you find something that's super unique about it or that has to do with the trend? Um, like this one is something to do with warm, you know, like warm clothing for people um, that is that is good for this time of year. So, so yeah, I think I think that you can rotate within the same niche as long as you're picking a big category. I think people tend to overcomplicate the choices. Um, I would stick to you know the categories that you know are selling home and garden. Um, women's apparel is always going to be a good category. Uh, health and beauty, you know, these are like the biggest categories, and they're always going to be. And there's always new product ideas coming into these categories. Yeah, no, that's great advice. I, I feel same like. You start to know a niche, right? You know that market, you know the products, you know the... F so like, you know, you look at the suppliers or maybe your supplier gives you a product idea, uh, which goes to the next kind of like a follow-up question. I'm kind of going, I'm kind of just adjusting as I go. But uh, one idea is, where do you get new idea products, product ideas from your market, from your supplier? I guess it's just natural, right? Like you're just selling and then you just see opportunities. And you know, how do you usually develop, how do you usually grow your product line? Yeah, I, so a couple couple answers to that. One is definitely it's important to look at trends. Like right now I'm working on a supplements brand for 2021 that has to do with the trend of people wanting to get better sleep, right? Because that's a big trend in the market right now, especially for entrepreneurs and high achievers. They, they want to get deep sleep. They want to get the optimal. Uh, so, you know, that's like by looking at trends and just seeing what's going on in the market. I think that's always important. Um, two is, is doing the research. So when it just comes to drop shipping in general, I actually have a team now that, that kind of does that for me. I mean, I still look and keep my, you know, um, ear to the grindstone, as they say. But that's that's just a matter of looking at the markets. Amazon is a fantastic place to look because, you know, a lot of people think, if a product is on Amazon, then they can't go and sell it themselves. And that's just simply not true. You can find good product ideas on Amazon by looking in the movers and shakers, the best sellers, the most wished for. You can find ideas there and then build your own store around it. You know, like there, you, there's a difference because Amazon has its own search volume already. But yeah. when you go to 
Facebook and you get a really cool video ad made that displays this product, you can reach a whole new market of people. And and a lot of those people are just going to come to your store and, and they'll buy, right? Like they'll, as long as you do a good job creating high quality content, um, then then that's why Amazon can work as an excellent place to, to do research and get ideas. Um, and then when you have a product that's selling, yeah, you can just start going around and looking at the related products. You can do that on AliExpress. You can do that on Amazon. Um, you can just, and you can also just think about like what would make sense with this, right? Like if, um, like if you are selling a pair of leggings, then it makes sense to have an upsell for more leggings, or maybe an upsell for, um, a, you know, a different color, or maybe an upsell for a hoodie, right? Like there's, there's things that just make sense um, when when you're in a certain category uh so i think that part has a little bit to do with like and you can also pull your customers too right you can actually if you're delivering a quality product and your customers like it then you're going to have no trouble sending out emails to your customers or just listening to the feedback from your customers about what might work well with this or what what else do they want to see from the store you can use your email list to get ideas to eat even test ideas, right? You could send, you know, you could find a new product and create a, just a quick, uh, dirty landing page for it on your store market for a flash sale, 50% off and send an email blast and see, are people interested in this? Or are they not interested in this? Yeah, that's great. You know, we're talking about, you know, Amazon is, it doesn't have the luxury of building email lists. So, you know, that's actually one advantage of, you know, selling on your own store or, uh, you know, you know, doing, you know, not doing Amazon because they, you can, there's tricks, not tricks, but you can do rebate cards or you can do uh, inserts mm -hmm. in the package and hope they opt in after. But obviously that's one advantage of, you know, drop shipping or just doing your own e-commerce store is you get your customer list so you can do stuff like you're saying, which sometimes Amazon sellers can't do so easily. Um, but I love it. Yeah. I mean, I love reading negative reviews on, uh, on products in Amazon. You know, I just, uh, you know, you look at it, you look at what people don't like, you know, what, and then, um, what doesn't work for them and so we have a question from somebody on our in our uh in our membership travis from e he's uh he's a, he's a new member actually really happy he's at mercury.com is doing e-commerce growth there uh shout out to mercury.com they're uh actually it's a really good online I, i'm afraid to say banking but online financial solution for uh for e-commerce sellers in um with u.s companies so he's asking about uh, platforms to dropship on to, or recommend, like, uh, you know, Amazon. I don't think you – dropshipping on Amazon is a little bit dangerous, right? So usually you're doing it on, like, a Shopify store, you know, with Facebook ads. That's usually – I think that's that's the most common or, or what would you say? Mm -hmm. I use Shopify. Shopify is so simple to set up, um, easy to use, very user friendly. They have really good free themes that you can set up. Um, and, and yeah, you know, like I, I wanted to add, I guess, because I just thought of this as you were talking about Amazon. Um, you know, these Facebook ad strategies are strategies that are universal, right? Like you could have a product on Amazon and be doing well with it, but there's no reason you couldn't run traffic to it. I've seen people run traffic to a landing page where they get people to opt in for the discount and then it redirects them to the Amazon page, um, yeah, yeah. you know, or you could ex you could expand your brand onto a Shopify store and, and have multiple channels. So um, I, I think sure. that it's 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 smart either way uh, to be taking advantage of Facebook ads and using that traffic. Yeah, agreed. 
But I just, I, I don't think you, I mean, I'll, I'll say it myself. I don't recommend dropshipping on Amazon. I think they really mm. frown upon it. I know there's people that do it. Uh, you could dropship on Amazon because using the FBM fulfilled by merchant and, uh, you know, not FBA, just, just to answer the question, you know, cause you mentioned Amazon, usually Amazon sellers are using FBA, which means fulfilled by Amazon, which means it's in Amazon's warehouse already. So that means you had to buy it already and put it there. And usually it's a larger quantity. Um, but you could do fulfilled by merchants, FBM, and then you could technically drop ship. But I think Amazon technically doesn't doesn't uh, like it. Definitely doesn't like it. I don't know if they technically banned it or not. But uh, you know, you can get in trouble on Amazon if you don't ship within like one or two days, I think, after the customer buys. So it it's just a little bit dangerous usually to try to drop ship on Amazon just to give that clear feedback to uh, that question. So yeah, usually people are drop shipping like Nick are on using Shopify or e-com stores, using you, you mm-hmm. social advertising, especially Facebook. Um, but it could be anything. It could be, re- I know some people doing Reddit ads, you know, you could do Google ads, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think, you know, just to simplify it a little bit more, I mean, Dropshipping is a type of e-commerce, you know, but it's basically so you have you have a shopping cart and you have a way to get traffic to that to that pay page, right? And then most people nowadays are doing paid traffic um to that page and then converting it. And then like you said, Shopify, right? So Shopify, you know, makes it really easy to have plugins and pretty fast, you know, pretty good, like you said, themes and things like that. So so that's that's usually the most common common way. My, uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, Travis. Is there other questions? We could also bring some people up on stage. Um, we're going to go maybe five, ten more minutes, and then then uh, those in the session, we can do some uh, live networking if that's okay. Nick has a little bit more time. I know he's busy building this econ no, empire. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. fine. And and to um, to add to what you said, like, like I love what you said there that drop shipping is is just a, a form you know it's just a business model right and it can drop shipping is meant to evolve right drop shipping is really the starting point of of testing a product but then you know like you said you could if you have a product that's working and a brand that's working you could bring your own inventory to amazon i personally don't sell on amazon but i know people that have done that or you could bring your inventory to the us using a 3pl right like there's there's multiple companies that you can ship in bulk they'll receive it and then you can integrate with your shopify store woocommerce hat you know you could use that as well a lot of people like to yeah, use woocommerce <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it's just a business model. It's just a way to easily with a low barrier of entry get started. Um, but it's a real business model because it's very scalable. Like it, it's very, it's, it's very, not everybody does it, but it's, it's very, um, I don't know any other business model that you could scale to a million dollars in sales as quickly as you can with drop shipping other say other than maybe say digital products right like it's, it's something that once you once you lock in a a funnel that's working whether that's going to a and a funnel could be as simple as going to the product page and then they go to the cart and they check out right but once that is working and you're using something like facebook or google or both i like to use both actually but Facebook is just so scalable to me. I, I've never, like, I've been able to do well with Google, but I've just never been able to, again, when Facebook is working, I don't know any other traffic source that you can just scale so quickly. Like, if, if you have money, if you have credit, which you should use credit, by the way, if you have credit, then you can just, it's like throwing fuel on a fire. You can literally take off so quickly. 
Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I mean, yeah, also just to kind of, it's cool to bounce back and forth. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people say I'm an Amazon seller, I'm a drop shipper, but those are just channels, right? So that's why, I mean, we, you use e-com in your brand. I mean, I, I usually like to say e-com. E-commerce is more the big picture, but it's really just commerce, right? It's selling a physical product online and drop shipping is a, is a supply chain solution for you, like you said, without as much upfront. Like I think the next level is wholesale, right? Wholesale, you buy like a carton, like a hundred pieces or fifty pieces, right? Then the next level is like you know private label, which is kind of what we talk a lot about here uh, in a in a community. Private label means you're actually buying like a thousand pieces, putting your own logo, branding, sending it into Amazon or you know even in your own warehouse, you know, and then. We don't talk about too much, but you could do a Kickstarter, right? Then that's like a whole new thing. We've we've had people talk about that in the community. Uh, that's where you actually invent your own products, like a new invention, right? Uh, crowdfunding. So they and they all cross back and forth. You know, you can evolve from one to the other. We and there's also affiliate even above uh, drop shipping, right? You could just be an affiliate and just send traffic uh, to you know Amazon or to another site for a commission, um, which is the lowest risk. Because you don't even have to have a the transaction happen on your shopping cart. So yeah, I mean, I th- I love that you you know we're bouncing back and forth, but a lot of people get stuck at the beginning. Like, how do I get started? How do I pick a product? But I think like I think the biggest lesson people should take is it's about taking action, right? And it's about testing. You know, and you're saying like five, ten, twenty dollars a day on ads. Of course, you got to find a product supplier, build out a Shopify site. But yeah, I mean, within within a week or so you could get some customers or at least get some data and know what's working, what's not. Right. And then, um, but I know it's overwhelming. I know, you know, obviously you've been doing so many years and, and, uh, and others, I understand it's overwhelming for people, but, um, but it's really just like experimenting. You're like a scientist, right? Like you're like, mm-hmm. they call it growth hacking, right? You're like kind of just trying to find that spark. And then, like you said, once you find that, once you find what's converting, then you just, increase like you said into facebook and scale it right Mm -hmm. kickstarter is actually a great place to research as well um because that is basically the one product format right they're they're doing it a different way but they're just selling one product on a long-form sales page with high quality content um and a video usually and a video ad so um kickstarter is actually a great place to get ideas and to see when you look at good kickstarter campaigns to see the type of products that sell and also how they are crafting the content and the, the copy to make it sell. Um, because I, I agree, I think where, you know, one of the things that I find interesting and I've worked with a lot of people now, I think where people tend to overcomplicate things sometimes is we, it's like when we enter into a business model like this, selling online, it's like we take off our human hat and we put on this marketer hat of, of who we want to be and how we want to talk and what we want to write. And I find a lot of times people are just picking products that like, if you were to just step back and think about it, like an actual consumer, like and actually think about, okay, let me take my marketing hat off and put my human hat on and think, would I buy this? Would I really buy this? Would I really be excited about this product? Would I really trust this store that I just built? You know, like sometimes it doesn't even pass the test. It's like we get into this <laughs> mode where we're trying to be clever or we're trying to you know, like, you know, sometimes you just have to think about it. Like, like, is this product something that genuinely provides a lot of value or solves a problem or is really cool or is going to make people go, wow, I need that. That's so cool. You know, and um, 
that's why product research is one of the harder parts because it takes time. It's a process. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of times people just kind of don't have the right criteria. Like they're just, they're just being random about it instead of putting their product ideas through, you know, a, a series of questions to test if this is really a good product to be selling. Yeah, agreed. It's one thing I should have added, but you're probably investing in photos and your own descriptions, right? You're not just, I mean, people could just take them from AliExpress or something, but usually to really succeed, I would say like you're investing in a unique product description title, right? Like kind of like the user experience, like that's your job, I think, as a dropshipper, right? Is presentation, presenting this to your customer in a good way. Yeah, presentation super important. I, I think that's one of the areas where a lot of people fail. And it's one of the reasons why a one product store works well, or even a niche store, you know, niche stores work too. Um, but you can create high quality branded content. Um, and it's one of the reasons why the general store method, as you mentioned earlier, is, is kind of dying a slow death because there's no brand, there's no value, um, and the market is just saturated with them at this point. Um, but when you create that brand value there, and yeah, you, you can, I mean, ordering the product is, is a fantastic idea. You can actually then get real shots of it, real images of it. Um, or if you hire a talented graphic designer, you can probably get that done without ordering the product, which is generally mm. what, what we do. I have somebody that will go through and create really, really good content for everything. Um, if it's a brand new product that nobody's ever seen or heard of, then yeah, you might need to order it to get that content made. But yeah, it's, it's so important. And copy too. Um, you know, one of the things that I've done over the years that I can say has directly impacted my success is studying copywriting. It's such an important skill to have. I think it's one of the top skills anybody can have that wants to sell online. I would agree with that totally. Yeah, I mean, you always use, you know, my first couple hours every morning is writing, you know, creating, you know, creating, mm -hmm. even writing email, I try to put in my morning, you know, writing out, writing out, you know, content. It's, uh, it's very important. Uh, there's, there's some really good copywriters to learn from the old school guys too. You know, you don't even need to read the new stuff, right? Just learn the old stuff is actually sometimes better. Um, but this has been fascinating, Nick. Uh, maybe we can give a little shout out to your community. You have an amazing Facebook group and, and website. Well, how can people find more about you and, and, uh, and what you do? Yeah, sure. I appreciate it, man. Um, so the group is called Ecom Empires. Um, you can see it there in my little uh, my little tagline under my name. So uh, if you just search it on Facebook, you'll be you'll be able to find it. And there's a lot of great free content in there. I know people tend to be skeptical of of stuff. Um, and should good for, for a good reason. There's a lot of terrible content out there on drop shipping, but I have uh, a lot of videos in there that I've just recorded for free where I talk about my strategies and, and show like actual examples of running ads, you know, so if anybody wants to get a little bit more deep dive in the Facebook ads I have, uh, and on my YouTube channel as well, I have completely free videos in there where I actually show inside my ad accounts and show you the way that I run my ads. So you can see um, that I actually do what I talk about and like how it actually works as well. The over the overall strategy. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air. I mean, like you said, Dropship does have a bad name. I don't know if you'd agree. You know, it has got a bad rap, man, <laughs> on the internet because there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of people that are, uh, yeah, like selling a dream, you know, because like you can, you know, right? you say mm -hmm. like, like it's, you know, no low upfront investment, you know, make money, you know, you know, so it, is, it, it can attract that kind of uh, 
you know, kind of vibe. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a business model and it's a great one to definitely to get started and you can grow it. You can go wholesale, Amazon, you Kickstarter. And, uh, it's been, it's been really uh, a pleasure to have you on the show. Finally, Nick, it's been, you've been on my list for, for a while and, uh, glad to make this happen. And, uh, so, uh, We'll link this up on the show notes and then just stay right here. If you're on, if you're on the live call, we're going to go into networking. So it'll be in this table mode. And then I think it'll just be one or two tables, but Nick, if you can just, we'll just hang out with a couple of people here uh, for those on, on the group. Thanks everybody for tuning into the live stream and the podcast. And uh, it's a pleasure. Till next time. Yeah. Thank you. We're just restarting our new GFA VIP masterminds. We're making groups of around six people per group. We have a group now for the Amazon sellers. We have another group for B2B trading and, and a little bit more service side, and we're making more groups. If you want to get any insight what we're doing, we do these right now the first and third Tuesday of each, of each month. And we're working on, it's more a little bit Asia Europe time, but we're working on a US friendly time too. We'd love to have people in the community join us. Check it out at gfavip.com. Thank you. Thank you, Nick, for sharing. We actually tried to do that in person. I didn't know if I said that here, but uh, we were both in Manila at the time, and I was almost, I think we almost had a date, but I think I, I was the one who had to cancel. He was still in Manila. He's in Cebu now, but I'm in China, and uh, it was like evacuation in March 2020, so I didn't get to do this in person, but I still think we had an amazing opportunity to get him on the show, and I, I hope all of you enjoyed that amazing value that he has shared with us he had a lot of fun and maybe maybe we'll have him on again or get more involved in uh, other other types of things we do here at global from asia so thanks again nick i said in the intro i would share some of my insights doing drop shipping at the beginning and my story started in 2004 i was working on in wall street in new york city at the time and i really like i think i said maybe in the interview i've said sometimes i had no idea what i was doing i'll be honest i I was starting to do internet marketing. I was starting to do website marketing with an app company I was my friend started. And uh, I was joining on to his startup while we were both working the nine to five in banking. We both wanted to do startups. So I started learning about like growth hacking. Uh, it, that's a whole nother story. But basically I got, a, I got advertisements. I remember I saw an ad on my Yahoo Mail. <laughs> and it was like a banner that says like, oh, holiday. It was a Holiday Inn in New York City on I think it's like 29th Street, uh, maybe, near Penn Station, uh, for those that might be familiar with Manhattan. And I was sitting there with my my friend and uh, my roommate, Andrew, and I was like, hey, Andrew, do you want to go to this free seminar about how to make money online? <laughs> He's like, dude, what is wrong with you? I was like, I think they give you free lunch. I think they offered free lunch. So we signed up and uh, we went. And, you know, there was a huge room in this seminar, right? It's like the classic, you know, sell in the back of the room kind of thing. And they're like some dudes up on stage actually it was really valuable he was sharing his uh he was sharing about his dropship business of selling these um vegetable basically making juice out of vegetables so he sold these machines that you could just like grind celery or grind things there's actually a term for that but he was showing how much money he made and how he was growing his business without having inventory and getting everybody excited and then there was like sales rep taking in the back of the room you know like i remember they were like you know i was sitting there in this hotel conference room in new york city and there's yeah, saleswoman comes up to me. She's like, oh, would you like to sit with us and uh, back and talk about your opportunity? You know, it's like this real, so I have this wall. I'm like, I'm not signing up for this. No way. And they're not going to get me. And we went and Andrew went with me. I think they let us go together in a seminar room, you know, meeting room in the back of the training seminar. And I was, you know, Andrew's more open. He's all excited. I'm like, man, I'm not a sucker. I'm not going to get into this scam. I'm not going to like sign up for this. 
and uh, so we left right and it's like a, it was a Saturday I believe Saturday afternoon and we're walking back to our Manhattan apartment and Andrew was still saying man we should do this we should do this and then I'm like we just said okay let's do a 50-50 and I, I don't know what street we're on maybe 20 28th and third avenue something like that we're on a street corner in manhattan and i'm like okay so i think we just shook on it we just said let's do this i'll do the marketing he was gonna do like logistics and the kind of like the operations and i would do the marketing and the promotions because i was excited about i was already doing website marketing we go back to the hotel room and they were cleaning up and they were like wow we got these suckers you know they're like, <laughs> like fighting over us and we signed up and uh at uh, but we definitely thought about it and Man, it was really no idea. I mean, Overture then, you know, for those that know Overture, before, before I don't know, somebody Google bought them in 2004, and I was watching CDs in the mail. They mailed you, or they maybe gave it to me when I signed up. There was like a old school binder, you know, and CDs in the back and, and printouts, you know, of like how to do online marketing, how to find dropshippers. Uh, it was like totally overloaded. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, there's so much more to the story, but basically I got into the bar products roundabout through ebay and my website and google ads or overture ads and but i mean actually they went through a lot of lawsuits that company i won't say their name just i'm not trying i don't i think they're already bankrupt but i use their software and honestly i thank them you know it was a few thousand dollars but uh they were in so much class action lawsuits because a lot of people signed up for the software or their package at the back of these hotel rooms they did this all around the u.s they were getting people they had some speaker talking about making money online and they had sales people in the back selling these packages and they had yeah, there's a whole scheme to it but i thank them for it i thank them for it you know a lot of people sued them i think they didn't give money back but they had horrible reviews online about scams etc but i don't call them a scam i mean i paid a few thousand dollars i had some software some training i had no clue what i was doing and andrew and i we, we built our first e-commerce business that way you know we didn't use a software after a couple of years maybe a year or two we used it but we upgraded to another shopping cart but you know i i thank them for that you know i I don't know if I would have started. I remember even then, even in 2004, the guy on stage is like, it's not too late to do e-commerce, he says. And everybody's like, it's too late, it's too late. You know, there are already too many sellers online. There's already too many e-commerce sellers. There's already too many websites. People were like having these limiting beliefs in the stage, you know, an audience. They're like, oh, it's too late. He's like, it's not too late. Man, this is 2004, man, 2004. I think it was like September 2004. and. People thought it was too late to sell online. Can you believe that? It's two thousand, almost almost two thousand twenty-one right now. If if you started then, we still actually still have the site. But uh, you know, if you had started back then, I mean, nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah, there was e-commerce stores and websites, but obviously the game has changed so much since then. So you know, I bet you in twenty thirty, I know there's gonna be people like you know people like me. You know, podcasters, I hope I'm still podcasting in 2030, but, you know, they're going to say, if you started in 2020 or you started in 2021, 10 years from, 10 years ago, you would be, you know, I'm sure the game's going to change. You know, I hope Amazon's still here, but, you know, back then it was all eBay. It was all eBay 2004. I think Australia is still eBay, but, you know, I think the main point is just take action. You know, I know it's scary. I know that there's risks, you know, you know, it might take time. Uh, so many people... I talk to you know they think it's easy you know and then that's when people get scammed they sign up for these courses these programs and they don't do the work i think most of the programs probably are good enough for you to get going you know anybody's course anybody's program is mostly about you and you taking your own action so i do hope that people take action you know and uh, and make things happen 
Well, enough of the lecture, but that was a little bit my early stage start. I had, you know, and then there's obviously uh, so much to it. But you know, I just jumped in there and I didn't complain. I didn't call the course a scam. I didn't call the software a scam. I actually engaged with others doing the same thing as me. I learned from others. I was networking and making things happen. So I hope, I hope that's something you can do. And I wish you the best in your business. See you next time. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.